Let's get our Bibles here to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 tonight. Hebrews chapter number 1. They say they don't know who the author of Hebrews is, uh, but there's a lot of uh, evidence that it probably was the Apostle Paul. Did you lose something? You lost your marbles? Uh, he Probably by... Uh, Paul, a lot of uh, similarities between Hebrews and his other writings that we know were his. Uh, tonight, I, I, this morning, I did kind of more of a, of a testimony than a real preaching sermon. And tonight, I'm just going to uh, try to encourage us all in the matter of uh, the matter of reading our Bible, the matter of getting our Bibles back alive again. So, Hebrews chapter one. Let's all stand together here for the reading of God's word, please. Hebrews chapter one. We're going to read the first four verses, and uh, there's only four verses there, so let's read all four of those verses aloud together, all of us. And the text verse is going to be verse number three. Hebrews chapter one, the first four verses, all of us together. Ready? A God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance attained a more excellent name than they. I want you to notice verse 2, he says, In these last days has spoken unto us by his Son. Uh, At this point when Hebrews was written, it wasn't too many decades after the death of Christ. And uh, the the folks who, uh, many folks were still alive who had seen Christ and heard him and uh, his his ministry. There were uh, many that were gone, but those that were alive still were elderly and uh, but uh, Paul saying that uh, these last days here, the Lord himself came and spoke to us. But the Word of God being a, an eternal book, uh, as we read that today, we get the same thing out of it. He, in our days, these last days, they've, he's also spoken to us by his Son. Uh, but the Son is also called, Jesus is also called the Word of God. He is the Word. The Bible says He became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the Word of God. And so when we read the Word of God, it is really Jesus uh, speaking to us directly from His Word. This is His Word uh, for us. The Bible goes on in verse 3 and says, Upholding all things by the Word of his power. And I want to focus on that tonight, and I won't be lengthy, I promise you, but um, he said, upholding all things by the word of his power. Let's pray here tonight. We'll get into it in a, in a moment. Father, I pray you're blessed tonight. The word of God is rich and powerful. It's a mighty book. It's a, it's a, a sharp book, and it's a live book. As we open this living word today, I pray that it would stir our hearts, and I pray that you put something inside of each of us tonight. Uh, to get our noses uh, back in the book and let it feed our souls as it ought. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have a fancy car, a big new house that shines by far. 
You may live to be a hundred years old, but if you have not been saved, it will end with the grave. Yes, right. But I want us to be together Amen. in heaven. I want us to be together in heaven I want to walk down the streets of pure gold I want to run through the fields of green clovers see the mansion smell the flowers hear them singing it's all ours see the river gently flowing hear the gentle breezes blowing i want us to be together in heaven you may be a millionaire wearing clothes beyond compare you may have the best that money can buy but if the blood was not applied then in hell you'll lift your eyes but i want us to be together in heaven i want us to be together in heaven i want to walk down the streets of pure gold i want to run through the fields of green clovers see the mansions smell the flowers hear them singing it's all ours see the river gently flowing hear the gentle breezes blowing i want us to be together in heaven i want us to be together in heaven Amen. that is a beautiful Beautiful song. They said. They said to me the other day. They said, "We want to sing Sunday, and uh, we want to sing together in heaven." And I said, "I thought they were going to like, kill themselves or something." And I said, "Why don't you all just sing at church on Sunday instead of in heaven?" Yeah, anyways, our Father, I pray you bless the next few minutes together here and use it. Uh, I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Everything that God does and has ever done, He's always done it through His Word. Uh, in the very beginning, we go to Genesis, and the Bible says that he, God spoke it, God said it, and it was so. He let there be light, and there was light. He, he spoke the animals into existence. He spoke the, the planets into existence. And not only did he, did he speak the world and all of its, uh, uh, everything that belongs in the world into existence, but he, he also spoke the laws into existence, the, uh, the, the laws of nature that uh, we live by today. We need oxygen to breathe. Our heart beats. You know, uh, imagine the, where does the electrical impulse come from that makes your heart beat constantly and you never even think about it or the, the natural reflex of, of breathing. All these things have been placed into motion 
by God and by his word. He, he said it, he spoke it, and it was so. I think that one of the greatest things we missing today is the word of God. I notice it on Sunday, we stand to read, and, 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 and I, if, if I didn't think it would offend somebody or embarrass somebody, I would ask us to stand if we don't have our Bibles with us today. And I would dare say probably half the people in this room don't even have their Bible with them. And that's sad. On Sunday mornings, we have a, a, a several more teenagers, and I'll see the teenagers down here in the front, and, and rarely, maybe just a handful of them, very small percentage of them, will have a Bible with them. And the Bible, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says that the Word of God was not precious in those days. And I'm afraid that that's kind of where we're getting now, now, uh, nowadays, is the Word of God just is not precious. Um, if I were to right now have you stand, if you have a cell phone with you, almost everybody in the room would stand. Why? That's precious. If we were to say, if you have your Bible with you, stand, I would dare say half that number would be standing. Because the Word of God just has not been precious to us. There's people that have, you don't even know where your Bible is. But it has not really affected you or bothered you because you haven't really missed it. Because you're not in the habit of reading the Bible. He said here in, in verse number 3, he said he upholds all things by his word. All things are upheld by his word. Now, if, if God makes a statement like that, I think we ought to listen. All things are upheld by his word. That sounds pretty important. Uh, if I were to tell you that all health issues are answered by taking one vitamin, you'd want to know that vitamin. If I were to tell you that all your car problems will be solved by doing one thing to your car, you'd want to do it. If we were to say that uh, all, your, uh, all the answers to your homework can be found on one page, you'd want that page. But God said all things in life are, are upheld by His Word, and yet we toss it aside, and we neglect it, and we forget about it, and we don't read the Word of God. Um, uh, let me give you some verses here uh, that the Bible says about the Bible. He says, For the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I think it's very interesting. Uh, the Bible tells us that our tongue is as sharp as a two-edged sword. Your tongue is as sharp as a two-edged sword. But the Bible says the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. The only thing sharper than your tongue is the book. You want to you tame your tongue? You've got to get in the book. Um, the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Boy, that's pretty precise. He's going to divide the, the spiritual things from the, the, the fleshly things of the soul. And the joints and the marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God said, I'll take that word of God and use it to decipher your thoughts and bring your thoughts. Uh, know every thought that you have and, and make those thoughts uh, known to yourself and what they are. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and truly furnished unto all good works. I mean, I mean, what a book. He just said it's, it's inspired, it's breathed by God, and it is profitable that we can be perfect 
and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Like, what an amazing book. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He says, be ye doers of the word and not just hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Uh, Psalm 119 says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Hey, you want to cleanse your, can I tell you why some of you young people aren't cleansed? Can I tell you why some young people live an ungodly life and you're bored in church and, and you, you go to school and you fit in with it? You shouldn't fit in at school. You ought, to be, you ought to go to school and be different. I tell you why you're not. I'll tell you why. Because you haven't had your way cleansed yet by the Word of God. The Word of God is how you cleanse yourself. That's how you take a spiritual bath. Um, he said in Luke 11, uh, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the Word of God and keep it. He said, The grass withereth. And the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. Amen. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. I mean, the, 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 how many verses has God reached down and said, let me get, you want to build your house on a good foundation? You want to be a wise man? You better get in the word. You better listen to the Bible. How many fools uh, we have today, foolish Christians, because why we don't listen and read the Word of God. Uh, heaven and earth are passed away, but my word shall not pass away. Boy, that it's an eternal book. He said, he said when, the, when, the, when heaven and earth are gone, that book's still going to stand. My word's still in heaven. It's in heaven forever, O Lord, the Bible says. Uh, the entrance of thy word give light. And giveth understanding unto the simple. Uh, but he that answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Uh, God made it real clear. You're a three-part being. You're, a, you're a, a, a body and a soul and a spirit. Now, your physical body can live on bread alone, but your spiritual body cannot. You've got to have the Word of God. And if we're going to com be complete, it's not a matter of just feeding your flesh with earthly food. You've got to feed your spirit with spiritual food. Otherwise, you're not going to make it in this spiritual realm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. We have, he talked about how we have the Word of life, which we handle every day. We have the Word of God right here with us, who is God. For the word uh, of the Lord is right, and all the works are done in truth. In God will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I'll not fear what flesh can do unto me. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. You know why Christians aren't growing? They're not getting in the word of God. Uh, you cannot live a good, successful, solid Christian life just on church. Right. You can't do it. You cannot get enough Bible coming. I, I, I got criticized one time for saying this, and, and the man left the church eventually, but it's the truth. It's not my job to teach you the Bible. It's my job, the Bible says, to remind you of these things that you know. Yes, I'm the, there's nothing wrong with me teaching you, and I ought to be apt to teach, the Bible says, but ultimately, it is your job to get in the book. It's your job to follow the Word of God. My job is maybe to guide us and to direct us and to remind us and to, to bring some things to light and to, uh, to preach to us. But, but you cannot live strictly on what is preached behind this pulpit. You cannot live all week long on, a, on four verses that I read tonight. We can't do that. We've got to get yourself fed on the Word of God. You've got to have the Bible. Um, uh, then said Jesus unto those Jews which believed on him, 
If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth. And get this, the truth shall make you free. We've got to get the truth again. You want to be free from sin? The truth shall make you free. But you have to get in the truth. You have to learn the truth and read about the truth. Uh, where, uh, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which shall save your souls. Uh, boy, get the word of God. It'll save your souls. And that's how important this book is. We cannot neglect the book. Uh, uh, he's, uh, uh, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. That's David, one of the, great, the greatest king that ever lived in history, the greatest king that Israel ever saw, one of the greatest men in the Bible, a man after God's own heart. What did he say? I hope in thy word. It's an amazing book. If, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper the thing whereunto I sent it. God said when the word of God is read or spoken, that, that, that word will go forth as a tool and an instrument like a hammer on a rock, and it will accomplish something in the lives of people. And yet what do we do? We leave it at home. We don't read it all week long. It sits on the shelf. It's in the, it's in the trunk of the car, and we forget about it. We don't know where it is. We haven't read it. We get so busy. Yes, we go home, and we watch TV, and we check our text messages, and we check our emails, and we, we don't forget to post things on Facebook, and, and pretty soon we're, we're, our, our, our Bible reading is nothing more than a small little devotional that got sent to you by somebody on, uh, on some social media site, and that's not reading your Bible. We've got to get back into the word of God. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Thy word is true from the beginning. And every one, uh, 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 and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I wonder how many of us have hid the word of God in our heart. Uh, uh, Miss Lynette is learning a one verse out of every book of the Bible. How far are you? Where are you right now? Oh, you're done. She's done. And uh, stand up and quote him for it. No, I was kidding. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, going through and finding a verse. Boy, listen, I've often said, read your Bible in the morning when you find a verse. Oh, that was good. Take a minute. Write it down or put it on the, uh, the front of your phone on the screen and, and memorize that thing. Thy word I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hey, if they came in today and confiscated all of our Bibles and they stopped printing the Bible, how much Bible could you and I know that we could, from memory, write it back down again. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and uh, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Being born again, boy, get this, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, 
That's how we're born again. My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, and keep them in the midst of thy heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Amen. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, There shall none of my words be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done. Uh, he also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and then the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he become unfruitful. That's our generation right there. We get the word, we hear the word, and what happens? All of a sudden, the word of God is choked out by what? The cares of this world. The things of this world have gotten our attention. Right. You know, it's funny. We said, oh boy, uh, uh, life is, uh, God, I'm too busy. We're so busy, we got to have assistance. And so everything uh, is, is easier now by this electronic world. I mean, uh, Alexa, turn on the lights. Or, you know, hey, Google, what's the temperature? And all the stupidity that we have today. And it's supposed to make us easier and give us more time. And yet, the more uh, technical we get in life, the less we are closer to God. We're not any closer to Him. What, you know why? Because when we didn't have all that stuff, and we didn't have a, a phone glued to our ear. And we didn't have radios in our car. And we had to go. And we and uh, you remember the days. They don't do them anymore. But it used to be every time you bought a wallet, there was inside your wallet, there was two little slots for two quarters. Just in case you had to make a phone call. And if, you're, if you had to make a phone call, then you had to find a phone somewhere and, and find a pay phone. And go put a, put a, my, when I was telling, telling Mrs. Clark the other day that my, when I was a kid, we, we ran the streets. Us running the streets was we took our bikes and rode all around town to every pay phone and every, every newspaper stand checking it for change. And that's, that's, the, that's how we tormented the city. Uh, we'd go in there, run to the gas station, check the phone and uh, try to find enough money to go get something to drink before we go home. It was all day of it. But you know what? We were closer to God back then. We were closer to God back then because we, didn't, we weren't so distracted. When we rode our bike, we didn't have headphones in. We were talking to God. We got in our car. It wasn't things playing and, and distracting us. No, we were busy talking to God. And when we went out and, and, and had to go somewhere, we went hunting. Or we weren't stuck to a GPS and we weren't stuck to some digital device. We put all that aside and you were alone with God and quiet. You remember the days when you only had three TV channels? Huh? And, and, and you wanted and you couldn't get very good reception, so you fixed it with what? Tinfoil. Put tinfoil, made these big old bunny ears on top of the, uh, and put them on the antennas. You didn't push the button. Yeah, click, 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 click. I'd say, change the channel. Click, 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 click. We had, we had Channel 4, which was the religious station, so we never listened, we never watched that one. And then we had Channel 9, which was PBS, and that was, you know, that was all like National Geographic, that type of stuff. That wasn't very interesting. Channel 2 had the good shows on it, but you could never get good reception. And Channel 11, that's all we got. And you, had, and, and, and you only get them here and there. Hey, those were the days when we were closer to God. What happened to that? What happened to young people that went outside and rode their bike? Or went outside and played? Or went outside and, 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 and used their imagination? One of, our, one of our teenagers, uh, he probably lied to me. He probably smoked screened me. He's probably just as full of baloney as anybody else. But this is what he said. I can't remember who it was now, but this is what he said. 
He said, oh, it was, it was Jaden. That's it was Jaden, your friend Jaden. Picked him up Wednesday night for church. And, and uh, you're getting there, and, and, uh, and uh, Aiden, man, Aiden's <laughs> glued, man, glued to that phone. And, and uh, Jaden said, he said, you know, he said, I don't have a phone. He probably, he probably, mom and dad probably took it is what happened. But anyway, he goes, I don't have a phone. He said, because I don't want to burn up my mind and my imagination. He said, they say that the smartest people are the ones that don't spend their time on the phone because it forces them to think. And I thought, you know, for an idiot, that was a good statement. Uh, that was a good statement. And uh, how true it is. Hey, listen, uh, the, the word of God, he said, the cares of this world have choked it out. They've choked it out. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized and added unto them about 3,000 souls. Uh, it, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Boy, what a, what a book we have. And what, I, what, what I, I fear is that Christians don't even get in the book anymore. Where is your Bible? You read it? Is it precious to you? Where is your, where do you keep your Bible? Do, when do you read your Bible? See, to, to us, say that, oh, that's the preacher's job. No, it's not the preacher's job. It's the Christian's job. That's right. Amen. If you're a child of God, you're supposed to read his book. Now, if you, if you had a girlfriend, and, and uh, would you come and say, well, preacher, it's your, it's your, uh, my girlfriend wrote me a love letter, and so uh, I didn't read it. Here, it's your job to read it. You go read my girlfriend's love letters. Right. Huh? You're not going to do that. Mm -mm. You are, you are, you know, you know. <laughs> and then you read you know, all that perfume, and uh, that's what you, yeah, you like that. But hey, wait a minute. The Lord wrote you a love letter. And for some reason, you think that it's the preacher's job to read it. No, it's your job to read your own love letters. You read your own love letters. I love the smell of my Bible. It smells like leather. I love that smell, yeah. And, uh, you know, they say, you get this, I, uh, for years I used a Schofield Bible. And, uh, and, and they, they, just, uh, they just fell apart all the time. And, and, uh, but I like the Schofield because they're always, the words were always the same place on the same page no matter what Schofield Bible you got. I mean, John 3.16 was always that, right there on that page, always. Every, and I like that because I, I can't memorize, I can't memorize scripture. I mean, the references real well, but I can tell you where it is on the page. You know, I know where that says here on this page, you know. And, and uh, well, I, a few years back, I made the transition to, uh, to a Cambridge. Uh, and just, uh, boy, expensive, more expensive. But I'll tell you what, good quality, they last. And, and so I was really worried about that, but I found as long as I buy the same Cambridge, well, then I'll always find the, the, the words always be in the same place. And so I bought two or three of them. That way, if one wears out, I can make sure they still have it because I'm sunk if I have to start over. And, uh, and, uh, and so I, I got them, and, and, uh, and I asked them, uh, I, I said, is there any care that you should do with the leather so it doesn't dry out? I mean, is there anything you should put on the leather? I want to keep it nice. I want, I want to stay in good condition. I'll crack and dry. And this is what he told me. Get this. He said, there is, you, 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 there is things you should put on your Bible to keep the leather in good shape. He said, but you don't need to. He said, if the Christian will simply read his Bible like he's supposed to, the oils from your hand is more than sufficient to keep your Bible lubricated. 
You know, uh, if we would just get the Word of God and read it. Read the Bible. Can't touch it. You know, if I have oil on my face, I go like this. And, uh, but anyway, that's <laughs> <laughs> I make myself laugh sometimes. Number one, my wife always gets mad at me. She says, you're the only person that laughs at your jokes. And um, that's, uh, that's, uh, my wallet got stolen the other day. Yeah, my wallet got stolen. And the, the, the credit, my credit card was stolen. And, but I didn't report it stolen. Because whoever's been using it spends less money than my wife. So um, anyway, but uh, <laughs> let me give you a few things here. He says... He, he upholds all things. The other day I, she called me and said, I, I, there's water in the carburetor of the car. I said, well, where's the car? She said, in the lake. Um, but uh, so he said in verse 3, he said, he upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things by the word. Of, now, if he upholds all things, what does all mean? This is, this is your English lesson for the day. What does all mean? Everything. It means all. All, all. It's, not, it's, not all. it's not hard. All means what? All. all. So God said all things are upheld by his word. Okay. That means that he upholds me by his word. Isn't that simple? I mean, but how many Christians stumble and fall? Why? We're not being upheld by the word of God. And if you want to be upheld and you want to keep your sanity, and you want to make it through life and please the Lord, he said he upholds all things by his word. It is vital for you and I to get in the Bible and stay in the Bible because he will uphold us. It's like standing on a rock. It's like having a flotation device out in the ocean. He'll uphold all things by his word. He's going to uphold you by his word. I wonder how many Christians don't even read the word. We don't have the word. We don't know the word, and therefore we're not upheld by the word. We stumble uh, uh, because we don't get into the Bible. We've got to get back into the Word of God. I challenge you, get in your Bible every single day. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. I, I, I was a kid. I don't know how old I was. I'm guessing fifth, sixth grade, somewhere in there. And uh, I had a Bible. It was a hard, a hard uh, cover a hardcover, like a pew Bible, a hardcover Bible that I had. I wasn't even saved. I didn't really know anything. All I remember is, is I kept that Bible right by the front door of the house. And the, you go down the stairs, and right here there's a, a, a little uh, a banister, and then you go out the door. And I kept it right there by that banister. I kept a Bible and a highlighter. And every day before I went to school, I wasn't even saved. I, all I, I thought, if I read the Bible, every, if I read the Bible through, I read the dictionary through, and I read encyclopedia set through, I'd be the smartest person in the world. That's what I thought. And uh, so I said, well, I'm going to read the Bible through. I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know anything about it. But every day on my way to school, I'd just open the Bible up somewhere, get my highlighter, and I'd read a verse. I would just highlight what I read. And I'd say, by the time I got the whole Bible highlighted, I'll be good. I actually started highlighting the dictionary, too. By the way, it didn't last very long. But the, the, the Bible, I mean, the, the dictionary is incredibly boring. Um, but uh, uh, even with the pictures, it's boring. But so I, 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 I started highlighting, and I kept it right there listen take your bible and put it by your bed and when you get up in the morning just crack it open and read something keep it down in the kitchen and before you get something out of the fridge open up and read something keep it by the coffee pot keep it on the dash of your car and you stop at a red light open up and read
need something. Say, I'll miss the light. No, you won't. The guy behind you will let you know when the light turns green. That's his job. He lets you know. And so read the Bible. Find a way to get the Bible inside of us. He upholds me by his word. Hey, what else? He upholds all things by his word, right? That means he upholds your marriage by his word. He upholds your marriage by his word. Uh, the principles of the Bible make a happy marriage. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I struggle. I struggle with family devotions. But you know, I'm glad I have a wife that kicks me. And finally, not long ago, when we decided, she got the Bible and said, okay, we're doing family devotions tonight. All right, so she, she opened the Bible, read the Bible, did the family devotions. The kids listened. I thought, this is incredible. They listen. And uh, when I do devotions, they don't listen, or listen to me. They play. You know, that's because they hear me all the time. And I said, from now on, you're doing family devotions. This is good. So every night, she does them. And uh, we started reading together. And we pray together. Boy, let me tell you something. It makes a big difference when you just take and uphold all things by his word. Both parties get in the word of God. And he'll uphold your marriage by his word. He'll uphold your family by his word. You want, a good, you want your family to make it? You got to get that word of God in there. Get the word of God in there. Keep it. It shouldn't be an odd thing to have the Bible around the house. It ought to be commonplace. Kids shouldn't be like, uh, whoa, what's that? That's a Bible. Oh, you know, it must be Christmas. No. Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're going to read the Christmas story today. Oh, it's Easter. We're going to church. And, you know, let the Bible be commonplace. It ought to be, all, it ought to be in every room and on every shelf. And the Bible laying around. It ought to be commonplace in the, in the house. And follow the Bible for your family. What else? He upholds your church by his word. He upholds the church by his word. We must preach from the Bible, even if people don't like it. Right. Amen. Come on. We're still supposed to preach it. Why? Because he'll uphold our church by his word. I mean, if, if the, if the uh, okay. let's face it, homosexuality is popular now. Right. But it's not right. Amen. right. It may be popular, but it's not right. The other day, I went to go get my wife a card. I do that on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, she, she gets mad at me and makes fun of me because I put a reminder in my phone on Mondays and Thursdays to buy her a card. She goes, why do you have to be reminded? I said, at least, you, at least you're important enough, so important that I do remind myself. So I went to get a card. So I'm looking for cards. You know, I'm looking for cards. You know, you have birthday. No, that's not it. And you go to, uh, you know, anniversary. No, that's not it. Marriage. No, that's not it. I'm looking for the romance cards, you know. That's what I'm looking for. And um, the other day I took my wife to the, to the jewelry store. And I, and I told her, I said, uh, is that an appropriate joke? It's hilarious, though. Okay, all the guys after church meet me in my office. And... Uh, I'll just say it quietly. And so, no, and uh, it's not inappropriate. Now you all, now I see everybody think, wow, the pastor's being inappropriate. Look how bad you make me look. And uh, anyways, brother, I know, I know. And I wish you'd get right with God and do those things. I'm telling you. And uh, uh, by the way, she did not gamble. If it's inappropriate, the Lord, the, the, you all forgive me like the Lord has, okay? But it kind of takes away from the fun of it now that you know it's a joke. So never mind, I'll surprise you some other day. It's not, you're not supposed to know it's a joke when I tell it. All right, next of all, uh, he upholds our church by his word. We've got to preach the truth. 
We've got to preach the truth. And I was, oh, I was looking at cards. And so I'm looking for the romance cards. And, and, I, and, and there they have it. Man to man. There they got cards. Man to man. And they got these two guys. What does one hairy-legged guy see in another hairy-legged guy? I don't know. But there they are, face to face, ready to kiss. Ah! Lord help us. Forget that it's wicked, it's gross, but man alive. Hey, listen, they may be popular, but we're still to preach the word of God. We're going to uphold our church. You know, this is, what, this is what happens is as people backslide, they demand that the preacher's preaching backslides with them. Oh, well, you know, preacher, I, uh, I know you've been preaching against homosexuality for years, but now i got a boyfriend. You can't preach like, no, 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 no. I didn't change. You changed. That's right. Amen. A lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you changed a lot, and uh, uh, go, go. Uh, I, was, uh, I got a picture. I posed for a picture somewhere, somehow, and, and uh, somebody was taking my picture, and right when they did, I went like that. <laughs> they got the picture. And it's on Troy's phone. Every time I call him, there I am. I'm telling you, he's a Fruit Loop. He's a Fruit Loop. And uh, <laughs> you know, stay away from him. And uh, you girls, hey, you girls, you <laughs> what? Okay, shut up, Troy. And uh, we we've got to, we've got to preach the word. As, as you backslide, you can't demand that my preaching backslide. We've got to listen. He'll uphold his church. How? By his word. We can't just change with the times. We've got to continue. Hey, the doctrine has got to be from the Bible. Uh, you know, we're not a Baptist church. We're a Bible church. We ought to be a Bible church. Hey, we can't, we're not we're to follow the word of God. We're not to follow, uh, 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 oh, this is, what, uh, uh, this, uh, this is what the Catholics believe. I talked to a guy one time, he was a, uh, and I can't remember what, what uh, religion he was or denomination, and, and I showed him some things from the Bible and, uh, and how, he, how they were wrong, and, and boy, you can see the frustration. Finally, he got upset, and he goes, I know that's what the Bible says, but that's not what my church believes. Listen, if it's what the Bible says, but it's not what your church believes, we've got a problem. The church is supposed to believe what the Bible says. We've got to uphold our church by His Word. That's what, okay, what else? He upholds your ministry by His Word. Are you, in a, are you a, a bus captain or a bus worker? He'll uphold your bus route by His Word. Are you a Sunday school teacher? Boy, we've, we've had several people now. Uh, we started these new classes. You know, we have several people that never that didn't used to go to Sunday school started coming. Several people. Matter of fact, everybody in my Sunday school class are people that don't normally come, that haven't been coming to Sunday school. And they start coming. That's what it's about. And uh, we're going to start two or three more Sunday school classes here in the near future. I see I forgot where I'm going to put them. And, um, but... Uh, I'm excited about it. But the, uh, uphold your ministry by His Word. Get the Bible involved. In, you don't build your ministry on your talent. You don't build your ministry on your ability or, you, or on your knowledge. We build our ministries on the Word of God. We've got to get it. He upholds all things by His Word. He'll uphold your testimony by His words. You want to keep a good testimony? You better keep God's Word. It'll uphold your testimony. 
It'll give you a good name. Uh, I, I worry about you young people. Listen, every single day you go to school, you're like a lamb before the wolves. Uh, there's so much pressure. There's so much evil there. There's so much wickedness. It's just, it's just such an ungodly thing. And, and I, I know you have the, the, real, the real bad crowd, and then you got the, the decent crowd. But even the decent crowd doesn't have the morals that you should have. And it's hard to, to go there. And, and, and but let me tell you, the best thing you can do is get in your Bible and be spiritually strong and spiritually minded. So when somebody comes up to you and wants to cuss, you can say, hey, don't talk that way around me. Amen. Yes, sir. I can say how many times I've said to people, they're talking to you, start cussing. Yeah, don't cuss around me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You know what one of my greatest fears is? One of my greatest fears is I'm going to be preaching someday and I'm going to cuss. Isn't that terrible? That's one of my greatest fears. And uh, uh, I remember a preacher one time, he was preaching. Boy, he, wrote, he lived a real rough life before he got saved. He was preaching, and he was preaching against the devil. He got so mad, he was preaching. Pretty soon, he just started cussing the devil out. After, after about a minute of that, he stopped and realized what he was doing, and he was so ashamed, and he said, I'm so sorry. And he closed his Bible, and he walked out of the church. And everybody's just stunned. Finally, the deacon chairman stood up and came up to the pulpit and he said, well, I'm going to recommend that we give our pastor a raise and pay and bring him back. At least he hates the devil. And, uh, uh, but you know, man, uh, listen, it, 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 uh, uh, take that stand, but you can't take a stand at school or at work. If you're not in the word of God, it'll uphold your testimony. Hey, it'll uphold the victory in your life. By the word of God. You want a victory in your life? You got to get in the word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We've got to uphold the victory in our life if we get in the word of God. You know how, how Jesus beat Satan when Satan came and tempted him? He simply says, it is written. Right. It is written. I know my Bible. It is written. I know what the Bible says. I have some strength there. It is written. And uh, boy, you can get victory. You can, you're not going to get victory over an addiction away from that book. You're not going to get victory over sin away from that book. You've got to get in the Word of God. We've got to get back to it again. I'm saying the Bible is vital to our lives. If we don't want to be, listen, if we don't want to be a casualty, then we must be upheld by His Word. So what does that mean? Okay, let me give you a few things here real quick. What does it mean to be upheld by His Word? In the first place, the Word of God must be your foundation. That's right. Amen. If you're going to be upheld by it, then everything's got to be built on top of it, and it'll hold you up. You've got to get the right foundation, the Word of God. Everything must be built on the blueprints of the Word of God. Build your business on the blueprints of the Bible. Uh, build your life on these. I tell business owners, you, you have a business and say, well, uh, preacher, how do we tithe? You tithe, the, the business gives you a, a paycheck. You tithe your paycheck. You also tithe on what the business made. That's profit. Build it on the word of God. Uh, uh, you want to build your, build your family on the word of God. Now, hold on. Let's have some standards in the house. Let's, let's do it. I'm not saying, kid, listen, my kids are far from perfect like every other kid in America. But you know what? We don't, that don't mean we just throw the rules away. We still do our best to say, no, we've got to keep going the right direction. And, 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 and though they may depart, someday they'll come back to it, the Bible says. And so we, we get the right foundation and build on the Word of God. You get married. I tell people when they get married, so the first thing you start off on your honeymoon night with the Word of God. 
Start off with devotions. Start the way you wish to continue. Build it on the Word. Have the right foundation. What else does it mean to be upheld by His Word? It means to believe the Bible. Right. Amen. Believe it. Yes, sir. Isn't it funny that we say we believe it, but how many of us really believe the Bible? I wonder. If we really believed it, we'd be scared to death. There's some pretty scary stuff in that book. Have you, have you, have you read about Armageddon? Have you read the book of Revelation? I mean, it makes the Wizard of Oz flying monkeys look nice. I mean, there's some, there's, some, there's some stuff in there. Boy, that's scary. You know, the Lord talks about hell. And, and, and broad is the way to destruction, but narrow is the way to eternal life. I read that and say, whew, I sure hope I'm in that narrow path. I mean, man, then we, do we believe the Word of God? Have faith in the Word of God because you believe it because it will come to pass. What God said is going to happen. It's going to happen someday. See, we think, like, oh, yeah, my, uh, uh, the wages of sin is death. Yeah, I don't see it playing out. It will. All the pleasures of sin for season. That's right, but your season will end, I promise you. It's coming. It's coming. It may seem like a long season, but it's coming. It's coming. We've got to have faith. Believe in that word of God. Oh, the Bible talks about those who are going to be punished and, and, uh, and, and, and those who are all the nations that forget God will be cast into hell and, and the people that have neglected God, he one day will neglect them out of Psalm chapter 1. And, oh, yeah, or Proverbs chapter 1. Yeah, that's going to happen. Okay, believe it because it will happen. You want to be upheld by his word? You better believe his word. It's not just some fancy book with some, some cute stories for the nursery uh, to tell somebody. This is the true word of God. Believe it. Follow the word of God. Follow it. What does that mean? That means study it. Learn it. Follow its precepts. Find out what it means. Get in that book and, and read about it and follow it. And avidly, like you would follow some of your favorite people on TV or follow one of your favorite bloggers or your favorite, what do they call those people, YouTubers? Your favorite YouTuber, you know? Uh, fo follow Jesus Christ like that. Amen. Number four, how else are we upheld by his word? Obey the word. Amen. Just obey it. It's so simple. Just do what it says. If you're going to be upheld by it, do what it says. Obey the word of God. What else? Number five, get strength from the Bible. Get strength from it. Uh, uh, you know, everybody has a coping mechanism. Everybody has something to help them cope. For some people, they cope with alcohol. For some people, they cope with drugs. For some people, they cope with friends. When they have a hard time, they run to their friends. Some people, they cope with marijuana. Some people cope with, with intimacy. Some people cope with, with television. Some people cope with food. You know what the Christian is supposed to cope with? The Word of God. This is our coping mechanism. This is, this is what we use when, whoa, the, the stress is too much. I can't take it. And uh, we're all stressed out. And somebody runs alcohol. And somebody runs their friends. And somebody runs the food. And somebody runs the shopping. Bless God. We run to the word of God. That's where we're supposed to run. This is how get strength from the Bible. Number six, accept it as the final authority. The final authority. What God said that's the final authority. This is what we believe. This is what we follow. This is what we do. This is our life. Everything that you and I know about God comes from one book. Everything. Why would we neglect it? Why would we neglect so, we've been given a great salvation. Why would we neglect so great a salvation? Give it some attention. So here's my challenge for you tonight. If God upholds everything by his word, Let's get back in the Word of God. A couple of quick questions. They're rhetorical. I think that means you don't have to answer them. 
Where is your Bible? Where's your Bible? When was the last time you read your Bible? I'm not talking about you read along in church a minute ago. I'm talking when was the last time you read your Bible? Don't, and I just said, don't, and who said that? I'm glad you read it yesterday. Okay, but don't answer because the next question you may have to answer something you would be embarrassed for. And uh, when was the last time you read it? Do you read it every day? Do you carry it with you? We, we ought to, we, this ought to be a, uh, something precious. Somebody said, you know, what if we treated our Bibles like we treat our cell phone? You know, we never left home without it. If we forgot it, we went back for it. We check its messages, you know, 3,700 times a day uh, what, uh, to see if we have any new messages for us, you know. Uh, always reading the text. Uh, you know, I'm saying let's, let's treat our Bible that way. Do you carry your Bible with you? Do you take it to work? Say, uh, uh, I'm just saying it ought to be th- that kind of importance. Hey, you, you don't pull your driver's license out and look at it 15 times a day, do you? But you carry it everywhere you go. Right? I mean, you don't, you don't pull your credit card out every 10 minutes, pull it out and look, oh, yeah. but you carry it everywhere you go. Uh, why do we carry the Word of God? I'm saying, take your Word of God and say, well, I'm not going to read it today at work. I'm not going to have time to read it today at work. But I have to carry it anyway. Just in case. Just in case somebody's going to run away child. And uh, just, <laughs> yeah, good luck, dog. Good luck. He's got you. <laughs> um, read that book just in case. Take it to work. Take it to work. Put it on the dash of your car. Take it to work and put it on your desk. Hey, when you go to lunch break, you go to or eat your lunch, just open it up. Read a verse. Read a verse. Before you go to bed at night, instead of falling asleep to it, you wonder why you had bad dreams. You know? We, we, when, we fall, when we fall asleep to do a forensic files, I kill so many people in my dreams. Cops are looking for me. I'm hiding. I mean, this is craziness. I wake up. I'm so tired. I wish I never went to sleep. And um, hey, before you go to bed, read the Word of God. Take a minute and read it. How often, what place does this hold in your life? Because God said he upholds all things by his word. And if you and I are going to keep from becoming a casualty, then we've got to get the Bible back in our life. This is what happens. We've been in church so long. We know the stories. We live the Christian life pretty good. So subconsciously, almost we figure, well, I don't need to read it today. I'm doing pretty good. I don't need it. And when that happens, when that happens, when you neglect the Bible, you have no, uh, you have no choice but for your testimony to go downhill. People who neglect their Bible will soon lose their testimony. It will always follow. Get in your Bible. You say, do you want to be a casualty as a Christian? You say, no, I don't want to be a casualty. Then you better stay in your Bible or you will become a casualty because your spirit will get so weak you won't be able to stand and the cares of this world will choke out the word of God and you'll die on the vine and not bring forth fruit. Let's get the Bible back to the Christian. Let's bow our heads, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that they will help somebody. I pray that those that haven't been in their